And welcome back to the Alpha Core Podcast. This is your host, Brandon, and today we're talking about books and reading in another short here. So, um, I guess where I want to start is I unexpectedly found plenty of time to read on the trip, and that by that I mean um, I actually brought three different books with me, and... Uh, I suspect, although while I'm recording this, this isn't true, but I suspect that by the time I'm done with this trip, I'll be through all four of them, or sorry, three of them. So that is uh, Fahrenheit 451, which uh, I introduced chapter one on Friday. And then um, I have another book that's kind of interesting. It's the called the history of the world in six glasses and so I haven't decided exactly whether I will uh, review that or not but uh, anyway it talks about the history of the world and through drinks and um, and how that has changed history if you will and then I uh, have another one that will end up on the Friday review but I'm not going to reveal that right now so Anyway, um, I'm trying to actually throttle my reading so that uh, I can make what I have last for the trip. And uh, of course, really all three of the books were pretty short. And truthfully, um, I, you know, I was probably halfway through Fahrenheit 451 before I left, so. That's actually why I brought additional books was because I figured, well, I will probably finish this, so I need to bring something else. And then the something else was short, so I brought two somethings else's. And, uh, you know, that's something that I actually usually do, quite frankly. I mean, I remember different trips that I've taken, like to China, for instance, and if if you've ever made that flight, even from the West Coast, it's like 15 hours or so. I mean, literally that's a trip that you can read an entire book on the flight if you're sort of on it. And, and even that, then it's not necessarily reading um, from the moment you leave to the moment you touch down. but. In my case, it was uh, the flights I took were from Portland to Narita, which is about 13 hours, and then Narita, Japan to Shanghai, which is another four. So, generally speaking, I probably read uh, maybe eight hours on the on the trip between uh, to Japan, and then it was another four hours, which I probably slept because it was quite frankly in the middle of the night. So where am I going with all this? Um, I have, I have a running topic list of things that I think might be good ideas or something that I might want to talk about on these shorts or podcasts. And, and I had several topics that were book slash reading related so I'm going to combine a couple of them together because 
ultimately, I don't think either any of them are a whole podcast to themselves. At least I didn't, um, I didn't put in the time to, to build them out to be a full podcast. And, and I'm not really sure that that's the case, but speaking to my introduction anyway, um, so here's one topic. I, I used to read a lot, you know, clearly I read some, I read enough to, uh, keep up with what I'm doing and, and maybe a little more than that even. But, uh, when I was a, when I was a kid, young, I used to read a lot more. In fact, that was probably my primary activity. And, uh, oftentimes, I guess playing to my situation here, um, I would, uh, I would read, well, I'll say, quote, too much, right? Um, if a book was too short, then, you know, you'd be through it in a couple of days. So I was looking for thick books, stuff that I had enough to sort of span the, the time or duration or whatever I was uh, looking to to cover with my reading. That's what sort of led me into um, reading Tom Clancy. You know, a lot of those books are around a thousand-ish pages or so. And so when I would go to the library or the books, actually the library was kind of a separate situation, but go to the bookstore, I was like, I don't know if I would spend my money on this because I can probably read it in a couple of hours. Library, you know, I might get one or two or three books even in between my trips. So, um, recently, you know, I'm going on this, this series of, of themed books that I'm reviewing. And, um, I would say that I've sort of tempered that by, you know, I, I want to make sure that I'm, I'm genuine in what I'm saying or what I'm writing about. And so if it's something that I haven't read, then I don't want to read way ahead and sort of color how I feel about the, the chapter that I'm writing about uh, because I, I know more than I did at that point. So I suppose one of my strategies for handling that is probably having more than one book going at any one time. And uh, I think you all know that I'm part of a culinary book club, which typically goes on hiatus at this time. Um, we will have some sort of gathering this month, and we do have a book, so uh, that's going to play into my, uh, I'll say my dystopian fiction series that I'm working on. Um, I've got probably eight, eight or 10 or so different books that I'm definitely targeting to read and review on my Friday series. And so, um, but I guess my point with all that is that those are all really short, you know, um, there's nothing to the length of what Atlas Shrugged was. 
And so, ultimately, I need something else to entertain my time. <laughs> That's where I'm going with that. And, you know, as I just referred to the books that I'm going to review, um, I've been thinking about uh, the length of the books and the number of the books and which books there are. And so I, I'm not sure, I guess I'm thinking about what's next. You know, do I continue to keep exploring this genre of sort of, I'll say, quasi-classics in dystopian fiction? You know, the Orwells and the Rands and the Bradburys and the, there's a few more. In fact, I, I've got some more, um, in my personal library that uh, will come in you know I, I guess ultimately there's there's only going to be probably so many of the quote classics there's probably going to be more that fit into that definition but uh, really is that what I want to spend my time doing and I'm really thinking about um, creating another podcast it may be the next one here about talking about some related subjects to this but um, I haven't fully decided yet anyway um, it, it's kind of got me thinking about you know when I get through my eight books is that where is that where I want to be is that what I'm going to do is that how I'm going to make my mark here and I Honestly, I don't think so, but of course, like everything, you know, that's a, that's a decision that I'll make closer to when I get there. I mean, it may be that I continue to do some and then do other things, but we'll see. So, with that sort of line of thinking, I was thinking about, you know, what what actually defines a classic and um, I was thinking about it because I was thinking about there are other books that I think may be relevant to my usual subject matter that I wouldn't necessarily consider dystopian or um, or maybe uh, what's the term uh, I can't remember but uh, classics to me are somewhat subjective so the rest of this podcast I'm going to sort of go down that path where I'm examining things and I'm talking about books like maybe um, Crime and Punishment as an example now this is another book that I've read in the past uh, I wouldn't necessarily consider it dystopian, but I would consider it probably um, anti-status quo. Might be the might be the real sort of definition. And so, just going back into my past in either what I've read or what I was forced to read in school, and so I'm thinking about you know what is a classic. And so let's think about that for a minute. Um, let's assume if we're all on the same page that we say 
Shakespeare is a classic. Now, I certainly read that in high school. And I, I just want to pose a thought experiment here. So, how many other works do you think that Shakespeare was competing against at the time? I mean, what are the odds that, uh, that there are other significant, you know, a significant quantity of other things from the 1500s that we could evaluate and say Shakespeare is a classic because of these parameters versus these other parameters are not. And, you know, truthfully, I would say I don't really know any other works from the 1500s. Um, so I guess what I'm sort of arguing at this point is could it be that we're saying Shakespeare is a classic because it's the only thing that survived from the 1500s or it's the only thing that we remember? And, you know, I, I certainly think that there is a case for that. If we look at just history in general, you know, the, the Gutenberg Press, which was, which was sort of remarked as the, the origins of modern literature and um, printing in general made, we'll say, made printing available to the masses. Um, that was in the 1440s. And if you remember anything about the Gutenberg Press, you can remember, you'll probably remember that uh, it was the, the item that sort of made the, the Bible available worldwide and inaccessible. So, you know, the press came out, and yes, uh, there were other things printed. I mean, even in American history, you know, you think about pamphlets from uh, Benjamin Franklin or Patrick Henry or, you know, the other American statesmen. There were things, and there were newspapers and, and things like that, but ultimately, you know, paper wasn't cheap, and and no one had, like, a um, word processor, for instance, to send a file to be printed. So, you know, these things were deliberate actions that were at least quasi-expensive. And so... Uh, getting back to my premise here that, you know, is Shakespeare really a classic? I mean, uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll anger some. I mean, truthfully, I wouldn't read it again. I, I, I know there are some themes, like with Romeo and Juliet, you know, etc. But, I mean, <coughs> excuse me. I mean, how good is it really? I mean, what 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 do, what does it do for us? So, I mean, maybe they're like uh, like I remember uh, movies in the nineteen eighties, or maybe other people older than me remember movies in the nineteen sixties or seventies or what have you. But um, you know, maybe we're calling them classics because they're the the first to bring up a specific topic. 
uh, not just the only ones to survive, but, um, you know, I think, again, I think it's a matter of perspective. And so, um, I've read a lot of the classics and in, in, in even a lot of the early classics, um, uh, like, you know, the, um, like Chaucer's Canterbury Tales and Dante's Inferno and, and even Oedipus Rex, right? And, you know, I'm not super enamored with them. I, I, I understand that there are themes and so on and so forth, but, you know, when we're talking about literature and, you know, what's good and what, um, what really makes an impact in life, I'm not totally convinced that these are the ones, if you will. So, I guess I want to say, you know, with all that, that to each his own, and I'm a believer in personal choice, and if that discipline, English, you know, academic English, or whatever wants to believe that, that's fine, but we are all people that can make our own decisions and really um, really figure out how relevant these things are in our own lives and how important they really are. So um, I guess with that, that's kind of the end of my rant and diatribe here for classic books and reading and so on and so forth. Ultimately, I would say you can look forward to uh, a number of books still in this genre of dystopian fiction. Um, and then we'll see where it goes from there. So with that, this is Brandon with altf4.co. And remember to end your programming and do things that matter. Bye.